Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacey. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. Hello there. Today it is my turn to drop a conversation on Stace. She's completely unaware of what I'm about to ask, but this is going to be a really exciting conversation because this could be considered a bit of a controversial topic out there in the spiritual business world. But uh, I want to talk to you, Stace, about niching, (laughs) your perspectives and opinions on niching. It's coming up a lot again. I mean, it always is bubbling up in the Facebook groups and social media circles. But I know we have different perspectives and you have very strong ideas that you share with your clients about this. Mm. So let's go. I do. Well, the first thing that popped into my mind that I wanted to get out in the open is how freaking annoying apologies to anyone from the US that's watching it listening (laughs) to this but how freaking annoying is it when the Americans say the niches get the riches have you heard that (laughs) it's like it's a niche it's a niche it's not niche it's not a niche oh my god I get so traumatized on Instagram and TikTok when I see these entrepreneurs use that. It's overdone. Please stop saying it. I just think of itch. And then as soon as I think of itch, my mind goes Goes to crabs. Other places. (laughs) I wouldn't have said crabs, but sure, why not? (laughs) Like I'm itching my hair now too. Subconsciously, I must have like been like itches, niches, oh, knits. Great. So that's probably where my brain went. No, look, um, I just nearly said niches. Um, Niches are a very interesting topic of discussion. Especially because we work with multidimensional women who really struggle with this, hey? Oh, for sure. Look, to be honest, um, it is a complex conversation that I have. And there there's my philosophy that is like an all-round philosophy but then when I'm working specifically with my clients then things do change and they get a little bit different but you may have if you follow me on social media you may have probably heard me say that you as a woman working in spiritual alchemy multi-dimensional multi-passionate you are the brand and therefore you don't 
necessarily need to niche yourself, but I'm very, very strong in this. If your offers are not niched specifically to a problem that you're solving and a person that you're helping, then you're going to have a real hard time selling that offer. But niching yourself as a whole, it's it's a complex issue, but I don't want you to niche yourself to one particular thing in most cases when we're talking about these types of women. When we're talking about more corporate or e-commerce and all of those sorts of things, then yes, the advice is completely different. But hey, we're here. We're talking about spiritual business women. So let's get on it. Uh, what's what's your thoughts? Like what comes up when you think about niching down? I like to go out there and find all perspectives, all opinions. I can't even recall the number of marketing courses I've done because I, I like to have different influences. I don't like to align myself with one particular way of doing things. And and I'm a rebel. I don't like to follow the rules. I've got such a strong Aries energy in me. I've got a really strong midheaven in Aquarius. So I am the sacred rebel. And if anything feels misaligned, I will go in search of other information as I feel like many of you probably are like this as well. But to be honest, when you step into business and you have no idea what the fuck you're doing, you have to look to other people's opinions, especially those who've had success. So I've heard repeatedly over and over and over about niching yourself. And my instincts have always said, this is just a stupid thing to do, but for me, myself anyway, and I have faced that information directly from personal coaches and also other areas like social media again and again and again. But I've seen they don't work. They do not work for spiritual women, multidimensional women, and those of us who don't like to feel fixed into any one way of doing things. Mm. I don't do rules. And Stace and I are very intent on shattering the rules and helping you raise an empire that aligns with you and is adaptable to all evolutions of yourself and your business. And look, I my advice is that as an entrepreneur, and again, that is a word that is ugh. Um, but, but there isn't know. another word for it. No, I there have tried to find <laughs> another isn't. word because I don't like that that word either. I just think of corporate sitting in an office. It just doesn't work for me, but that's all I have right now. Yeah. Uh, the, the worst one's mumpreneur. Like, oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, I don't I, know. There's so many. Soulpreneur. I can't forget the soulpreneur one. I, I'm not going to get into that because we could go on for ages about that. So I'm not going to get sidetracked. But um, when you are a spiritual entrepreneur, my biggest piece of advice is to not worry about niching down. Like, honestly, I don't even focus on, like, uh, client ideal client avatars and all of that sort of stuff because it means absolutely nada, like, in this space. And I think that it's really important for us in the spiritual community to harness our uniqueness. And this is the hardest challenge that I give my clients. I've done some Voxer style coaching recently that I gifted to the women in Mission Driven Women. And I asked them this question and I'm like, what makes you unique? Why on earth would I go to you for this healing or coaching or, you know, whatever they were doing? 
why would I go to you and not someone else? And to be honest, all of them could not answer it, could not answer that question. And I think that that is part of this whole idea of niching. This probably comes under that kind of umbrella where I'm saying, what makes you unique? What your zone of genius is and what you're really passionate about? That should be your main theme. But you don't niche yourself and and shut yourself down from other aspects that fall within that. But there should definitely be something that you are known for. So why do we feel like we need to niche? I have some different perspectives on this as well. But (laughs) yeah, uh, what? Hang on, let's take a step back. What do you define as niching, Stace? Well, in the normal corporate world, it is a, a niche is something specific about your business and your product that speaks to a particular type of person in a particular situation, and it's on one particular subject. So it's kind of, it makes it business feel quite restricted. Niching specifically does work really well, for certain people. But for those of us that are multi-passionate, it doesn't really work that well. Um, But like, for example, someone who is absolutely amazing at spiritual copywriting, they can, I guess, in a way, niche themselves to be known as a spiritual business copywriter, but it doesn't close them off. If they're not niched specifically and only talking about that, then they can pull other aspects into it, you know, about um, creating sales funnels or landing pages and all of these other bits that come within that. If you were niched specifically to the standards of the corporate entrepreneur world, you wouldn't actually have all those other aspects in your, your toolkit. You would just really harness specifically that one thing. And I think that's why people feel really restricted in that. But there's also niching within the niching. So a spiritual copywriter might say, well, I want to narrow down my market even more and do spiritual copywriting for online courses. Yeah. Because that's another thing I've seen as well. Yeah, for sure. This is where the illusion of narrowing down your market, creating more abundance comes in. So there's there's a myth out there that if you get really, really specific, then you will be more likely to make more money and find more clients. Whereas for multidimensional women, I think the opposite of that is true. If we get so specific in what we do and focus on such a narrow range of offers and services, we can actually limit our expansion room and we can get incredibly stuck in business. And I would just put this out there. I see it coming from scarcity, the the worry, the, the fear of missing out. If I don't hone in on a particular person with a particular need, with a particular pain point, I'm not going to grow in my business. People aren't going to be able to see me. And that's an element of this that I want to shatter because, Mm. again, for spiritual women, the opposite is true. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. But I think the thing that we need to understand more than anything is that 
when you're niching your your whole entire business specifically like that, yes, you get heard really loudly by those specific people that need you. And again, it does work in other aspects of of business for other types of humans, but not for for us, those that are multi passionate. But when you you hone in that specifically, it does leave no room like you said, for expansion. So what I really want you to understand in this is that you can be a type of, of um, you know, healer, leader, coach in the spiritual space, but your offers should be specific to the point where if you are doing, I know we've plucked this copywriting thing out of my ass, but like, <laughs> we'll just run with that. So if you are someone who wants to do copywriting for spiritual entrepreneurs, there's nothing stopping you from creating a program or an offer that is specific to those who want to run an online course. There's nothing stopping you from running a program that is specific to building highly converting websites. Do you see the difference there? Oh, absolutely. And I loved it. It was transformational that day when you defined this as niching your offers and not your business. Mm. Because I felt that way already. I just didn't have a way to describe it. I didn't have, I didn't have that person going, well, you actually are thinking in the right way for you if that makes sense. Yeah. It's that external validation when you get to go, woohoo, I I wasn't completely off in my thinking. And you sharing that about getting specific in each offer versus trying to restrict yourself into one different field in business was a moment of liberation. Yeah. And look, we can go into all of these different layers of how that actually works and how you get that out into the world. Like SEO is like a huge, huge component of that. So that is one of those arguments when you niche down so specifically people can find you. Well, I can niche down one particular landing page for one particular offer. So it ranks really highly on the search platforms, but I can also do the same thing for another program. So it comes up in in the first page of other searches. Like there's not a restriction there as such for for that aspect. And uh, yeah, I think it, it allows that room for expansion. But I also getting my sassy pants on here. I also think it's really important for you to have a business that makes sense to your audience. So I'm, you know, whilst I'm saying like, don't niche yourself down and and make your personal brand so specific, but I actually want you to make it make sense. Like, and your, your business is a really good example of that because you do so many amazing things for your clients astrology is the theme that comes through business astrology, but there are so many other aspects that bring in wealth and business and entrepreneurship. And it, it all comes together. It all makes sense, but there's all these other avenues and aspects and all these other crafts that you bring into what you do, which makes it absolutely magical. So if you are someone who, you know, is looking to be a healer in a you know specific area of you know, spirituality and then you bring in something like, oh, I, I want to be um, a sales funnels expert because I've done a few sales funnels of my own as a healer and now I want to do these sales funnel programs, 
there can be a little bit of confusion when your audience isn't set up as you know business people and you're not targeting the right people. I'm not saying you can't do that, but you need to make it make sense and you need to have that that forethought of, okay, so I'm shifting more towards this as well within my business. How can I bring more of the right people into my audience with how I'm, I'm engaging with them? Yeah, one of my favorite things to do is work with women to get to the core of what they want to create, their vision, what they want to do, how they want to do it, who they're here to serve, what they stand for, what they want to be known for. I have a whole journey around this and that supports women with getting out there and sharing their message with the world. But I haven't niched myself as someone who helps others with their messaging that's a really perfect example, I think, maybe, because I do the it spiritual is. coaching with it. Mm. I help women get into the core and align with their true mission and their mastery. This is about a journey that I take women through rather than one specific thing in business. And if I tried to limit myself in my marketing and my programs, my offers, as I help you create a message, I wouldn't have that expansion room. And this is what I see with the women I work with as well, who are coming forward with years, even decades of experience as healers, as teachers, as guides, who are more focused on getting their clients to a certain point in their life or business, rather than helping them with one specific thing. And if you, if you're that person who feels like it's restricting for you to choose one niche in an area of health or business or relationships, and you've got passions that extend beyond that, let's chat, jump into mission driven women, come and talk to us about elevate our group coaching container. Cause this is exactly what we do. But what would you say to someone who's at this point? Like, I'm so fucking done with trying to niche my business. It hasn't been working. But what do I do now instead? Very good question. And I think this is relevant because so many people come to us that are in that space. So and don't get me wrong. Like, some people really enjoy being in a niche, like really enjoy it. And if you are for it, if yeah. that's your blueprint, like run with that. It, there is nothing wrong with doing that. We are just saying that if you feel like it's not for you, then there are other options. Oh, it is about the blueprint as well. This is why I do astrology because I can work with your energetic blueprint to identify what you want to be creating and doing. I can see it in your natal chart, whether you are highly multidimensional or not. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, when I did have my like astro mapping, decoding stuff done with you, it was just so enlightening, like hilariously so spot on to like pretty much what I was already on the path to do, but it just solidified the other aspects of how that all came together. And, you know, if you're listening, check the show notes, check out Em's website and, and check out the decoding sessions because it will blow your freaking mind. If you're it, was, in business. it was funny because not only was it true to the path you're on, but it's the path you've come back to over and over again after going on explorations to try other things. Mm. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, like coming back to this, you know, the niching down thing, 
like I'm a really good example of someone who doesn't niche themselves. I run my two businesses completely separate. So I have my digital marketing agency where it is targeted more towards the spiritual, the more alternative, the rebels, the people that want to do things differently. But it's not so niched and like I do have random clients that I freaking love and I love doing you know other bits and pieces through that but then my mentoring business it is kind of niche but it's a very broad niche so I work with you know spiritual coaches healers and leaders to help them amplify their business and and get their message out into the world and just create success and Honestly, I don't work on the mentoring side. I don't work with anyone other than spiritual entrepreneurs because I don't want to, because I understand this type of person so well. And I just, I freaking love it. And it brings me so much joy. So for me to be broadly niched, I say niche, but I'm not really, but it's because I want to work with a person that is so much like me. And it's not about the finding that client avatar and working on that and honing in on that and only creating content for that. I'm creating content from a space that's just my people. These are the people that want to listen to me. These are the people that I want to talk to. So it's not that I'm trying to target those people specifically. And we saw that happen in my digital marketing agency, which was so funny as well, because I launched it. And yes, it is alternative. If you haven't checked it out, it's it's. I'll link it in the show notes as well. But it is a little witchy and a little bit different and alternative, but it wasn't like specifically saying that we only work with these type of people. But those are the people, these creatives and spiritual healers and coaches were all just walking towards me. And it was just so funny to see that happen. And uh What's really funny as well is that I I predicted, I warned Stace this would happen because I could see on her astro- astrology blueprint who she would attract. And I, I think there was a bit of uh, disbelief in that, uh, but uh, it certainly has happened that way. The yeah. visionaries, the rebels, the alternatives, the spiritual business women who don't want to walk in the same rhythm as the rest of the world. And uh, that's what Stace attracts. And actually that's, that's my blueprint as well, which is why we serve the same people. Yes. Yeah. But again, like I don't feel like I'm niched in my mentoring business. I just feel like those are my people. And it's, it's not niche specific. I help my clients with so many different things, whether it's like pod, like just podcasting, um, setting up sales funnels, operations, like e-commerce. There is creating programs and social media and marketing and SEO. Like there's so much stuff that comes within that. It's not, not I, would, I would, would not set, call myself niched at all. No, but Stace's work in this world is the amplification of someone's mastery and message and gifts and getting them out there into the world. And what's really interesting is that mine is the alignment, which is why we are Amplify and Align, because I help with the inner work within that, is that identifying that message, revealing that inner mastery. This is why Stace and I joke that together we are the the perfect (laughs) entrepreneur. Yeah, we work so well together, but... 
you know, like I'm, I'm just thinking about all of the different people that we do have in our communities and, um, you know, like I really want to stress on this thing to find the thing that just lights you the hell up and make that your theme. Um, because like I have one particular friend who I I adore and I've been, I know she'll be listening to this, so I'm not going to be trying to be too specific. Um, she is just this most incredible spiritual person and she's really struggling to find the foundations of her business. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying as much as I can to help her with advice and support as a friend. And I really want to work on her branding. Like I said to her the other day, like, I just want to get my hands in there and redo it all. Um, so I'm like, well, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'd love to redo her branding. But um, I can see so clearly from an external perspective what that focus, that theme should be in her business. And there's a couple of different things that she offers within her service-based business. But I'm like, there was so much of me that just goes like, why aren't you doing this more? Why aren't you showing up every day talking about this particular thing? It doesn't mean that you don't have the other options for people to add on or, you know, choose to to book with you. But this one particular theme, I'm just like, babe, like, just go out and be the best possible freaking person in this particular area because there's so much room for someone to step up and claim the space as the the amazing person that is known for this across Australia and beyond. And no one's stepping up to that right now. So, you know, why not claim that? This is not about banishing niching, condemning it, shattering it, trying to convince you that you shouldn't do this. This is about supporting you in the level of niching that you choose, that you align into in your business. Because I see after this conversation, especially, it's becoming even clearer now that we all have a different level of niching that we are designed to to focus on. And some of us are quite broad. Others are very, very, very specific. And nothing is wrong or right. It's about your alignment. And that's what we're here to help you with. But I really, really love the questions the, the five power questions that I use in so many different elements of my coaching, mentoring and business. And that's the what, the why, the how, the who, the where and the when. I think this is going to help in this situation as well. It's like, what do you do? What do you help people with? Where do you take people? That in itself could be a way to explore what you're creating and what you're offering to the world. Who are you doing it for? As Stace and I have just shared we are focused on spiritual business women. So that in itself is a layer of niching. Um, why do you do it? How do you do it? Where are you taking people? Is that six? I always forget if there's five or six. I can't count when I'm in mid-sentence. Um, that's how fast my brain works. But you can use these questions not only in personal reflection and transformation, but these five was there five? I don't know. I always forget. I get myself muddled up. Um, they help you really define what you want to be creating and how you want to be creating it. So there's just a little piece of advice from yeah. me there. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I think is probably skimmed over the most is niching the offers specifically. And I'm just circling yes. back to this because... Yes, I was going to bring you back to that soon anyway. <laughs> it makes such a huge freaking difference. Like, honestly, 
you can create five different versions of the same offer, but target it towards specific people. And you're going to have more success than just doing one course and trying to make it fit for everyone. And you really do want to think about, because it does change the language, changes the objectives for the person looking at the landing page and wanting to participate in your program. It makes a difference whether or not it speaks to them and it challenges them in the right ways. And I think it's it's something that's really poorly missed over, especially in the spiritual community, because we kind of just make, you know, a program and they go, yep, that's it. That's good. That'll talk to everyone. But, so, you know, you might have some mild success with that, but specifically getting down and dirty and really targeting your offers towards a certain type of person in a certain point in their life or business is going to have more impact. It will help with your conversions and it will help people have a better experience with you. And because that's what we want. We also want people to finish your offers. So if you are really broad, but deep down, there is a theme that runs within the program that you didn't speak of when you were promoting the offer. And then people are sitting there consuming the offer And then I go, yeah, this isn't actually quite for me. So I'm just going to drop off and I'm not going to participate in the calls and I'm not going to check the modules. And that happens more than you probably think. It's probably happened to all of us and multiple times. I don't know if I could uh, count how many times that's happened to me on both my hands. Yeah. Where you've participated in things that weren't for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get in and you're like, what the fuck is this? This (laughs) This this is not what I signed up for. It's yeah, uh, totally. I um, I had a friend actually reach out to me even just this week. I didn't think of it until now, uh, and she said the same thing. She's like, "I signed up for this thing, and it's totally not what I expected. Can you look at the landing page and tell me?" And then she took a few screenshots. She's like, "But this doesn't make sense." I'm like, "Yeah, because the person." you know, whether they were conscious of it or, you know, did it subconsciously, they niched the offer down but didn't want to advertise it as a niched offer and therefore attracted the wrong people into it. So, you know, there's a whole thing about how you, you know, create the copy for landing pages for offers and all that sort of stuff. But, like, just have a play with your offers and who you're putting them out to. Because, like, when I did the the Voxer-style coaching, this was one thing I was getting quite you know, like, I'm going to drum this into you, client, you know, I want to coach you through this, I want to mentor you through success. If you are creating, say, a yoga program, that's just like a 30-day yoga program to better your life and spirit, for example, say that was your program, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, there are 5 million yoga programs out there in the world, what makes yours different and who needs to do it? If you're doing a, a, you know, a yoga program specifically, I'm just going to go on our theme here. If you did a yoga program specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs that need to align their spirit and body to help accelerate their success in their business, that's going to make an impact on people versus just doing a yoga program. You didn't do badly for someone who's never really done yoga. I have no fun. I have no. Like I've done Pilates once and felt like I was a dying fish on the floor and have. Oh, I know I did Bikram yoga years and years ago. Oh, um, that's one I haven't done. Oh, no, I enjoyed it, but I don't sweat. Like I'm a, like, I don't want to go into that, but I'm like a freaky human who really doesn't sweat. That's odd. Um, and I left and I'm like, 
I, I don't know if I, like I was supposed to be because there were women tripping and I'm like, I didn't work hard enough. And I don't know if I didn't work hard enough because <laughs> I was scared because everyone was like, don't work too hard, you'll pass out. So yeah, anyway, uh, I digress. Um, yeah, so like you can see the difference between just having a really broad offer that's like 30 days yoga to a better you or something like that, or specifically what it is, who it's for and what result you're going to get from that particular offer. It makes a huge difference. Well, a good thing to look at as well, and this is going much deeper than just looking at business and results. But I think, again, a lot of women here are searching for deeper meaning. But I say to people I'm working with, ultimately people just want to be happier. And it doesn't matter why they're coming to you, where they're coming from, why they are feeling a call for change. All humans are looking to increase their happiness in their life. So what is it that your clients are coming to you for? Why do they think this thing is going to help them become happier? Because whether it's more money, better relationships, better health, they are coming to any one of us to feel better about themselves and their life. So what is that thing? And this is where we get into the customer journey thing, right? Mm -hmm. Taking your customers, clients through a series of offers that support them on their journey to that greater happiness and fulfillment. Yes. Yeah. I I love that. I think, um, yeah, bringing it down to just they want something to make their life better. And, and sometimes that's business because then business fulfills them or business brings them success, which brings them, you know, income, which then makes life, you know, not happier. Like, you know, they always say like, oh, money doesn't buy happiness, but it brings ease. Absolutely. It buys happiness. Life I'm is sorry, easier. I argue there. No, life is easier when there's no financial stress. Absolutely. Yes, you, you cannot be happy when you haven't got a home to live in because you can't pay your mortgage or rent. So I do absolutely object to that money doesn't buy happiness thing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's probably a whole other topic of discussion. Yeah, I was about to say we should do a whole <laughs> session because I love talking about money and uh, the, yeah. Yeah. the shifts to do with money. But yeah, I like that that idea that it's it's just bringing people to a level of happiness and how that looks for them. But yeah, I think it's really important for you to to really find a theme for yourself rather than a niche. Be the freaking expert. Like be known for something in particular, really important. But you don't need to niche yourself specifically and not offer other things. And, you know, but it, it does need to go along that customer journey and make sense for your, your clients and your audience. Because if it doesn't, that's where you'll struggle. And I know you were saying, Em, something that came up when you were saying, like, what are those people walking towards you for? What are your clients, you know, coming to you for? I know there's probably people sitting here listening to this today who are going, like, I don't have walk people walking towards me. I don't have any clients yet. And I want you to just harness that, uh, you know, that energy of wanting those people to walk towards you. But I want you to get clearer on what it is that you do and you help people with 
And I also want you to to really work on, I, I hate self-confidence as a, a theme. I, I think there's, you know, oh, just be more confident. It's just bullshit. But you need to find a level of self-assuredness to, to get that conviction in what you're doing. People aren't going to work with you unless they feel it and they believe it, but you need to believe it first. So if you are struggling, then find that thing that makes you unique and just stand out there and just yell it from the rooftops and and don't let people question you. Just just be the best. <laughs> and this isn't necessarily about clients either. You can actually look into the greater expanse of your life. Why do people come to you advice? What do they respond to you uh, positively with? Or where do you get the strongest responses in your world, because that might not always be happiness and joy. People might be reacting to things you say because you're disrupting some level of their comfort. And that's actually a really strong sign that this is a good area for you to pay attention to. But I can say with conviction that spirit will send you the signals. Your soul even will send you the signals that will take you or point you at least in the direction of where you are being called to go. And the challenge is we can ignore that. For me, it was astrology. If I talked about astrology, people stood up, paid attention, asked questions. And Stace has been encouraging me, pushing me, could even say bullying me (laughs) to bring more space for that into my business. And I was a bit hesitant with that at first, but I'm really, really creating that space now. But you will know, if you're paying attention, you will know what is meant for you, what you are meant to be doing. I'm not going to suggest that you don't have to experiment because that's not going to be the case. Not any one of us just falls into the thing that we're meant to do. Well, most of us don't anyway. And I... I did say at an event I spoke at recently when someone says, you'll just know when you find the thing, but you don't always just know. You have to try things out. Often you will circle back around to something multiple times because you weren't in a position where you could really feel it at that point. Perhaps you're being sent in a different direction to gain some wisdom, but there's something else waiting for you. But I resisted the things that I was meant to be doing so hard because I wanted it to look a different way. But ultimately, we do have to open and pay attention because that message of what you can be creating is never going to go away. You might not want to accept it, but it's never going to go away. So you need to start listening to yourself. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm a big advocate for tapping into intuition in business, and if there is any resistance or you know cloudiness or just things just feel really um, out of level, I would urge you to just check in with yourself, tap into your to intuition, call on your guides for help if you work with those. Use your oracle cards, your pendulum, 
and ask the universe to give you a sign, help you tap into what you really need to be doing. Because you don't need to do this on your own. You've got the support of the universe behind you every step of the way of this journey. And if you're not asking questions, you won't be getting answers. So be out there, ask the questions and, and see what happens. And be open to evolving. You might have started off in a particular niche, but you've added to your skills and your talents and your genius has expanded. So perhaps it's time to look at another thing that you can offer to the world. This is all about the spiritual journey within the business and the sacred work that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We might leave it there today. Um, I want to know how you guys are feeling about that, whether you agree that you should be be on theme rather than niching yourself down specifically. If you've struggled with this, uh, we would love for you to come into Mission Driven Women, our community group, have a chat with us, share your experiences with this and your opinions. We would love to keep talking to you about this personally. We'll be with you in the next session, conversation, episode. Thanks, guys. We will see you soon. See you later. Bye.